Anastasia, I'm out of love. Good evening. If you're just joining us on BBC Radio York, I understand there was a technical problem and uh, you are just joining us on BBC Radio York. So welcome, welcome. It's Jojo Sarko with you here on The Late Show till one on uh, BBC Radio York, Sheffield, Humberside and Leeds. Good to have you along. Hope you had a lovely weekend. All right, we are just talking about electric cars and hybrid cars as well. You join us in the middle of that chat. Basically, Ethiopia, I've seen the news today that Ethiopia has launched an electric car. You're thinking, Ethiopia? Hmm, that's quite a poor country, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Things haven't changed there in terms of um, personal wealth and what have you. They have uh, very frequent power shortages. Uh, and despite all of that, they are going for the electric car. It'll be only the second African country to, um, you know, to, 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 have, to, 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 to sell electric cars. Um, and two different versions of the Solaris Electra will be manufactured in uh, the Ethiopian capital, Addis Ababa. So, I'm thinking Ethiopia, electric car. Well, where are we with the electric car in this country? Maybe you have got one, maybe you've got a hybrid, maybe your friends and family, somebody in your sort of circle um, has tried it, has tried it. Let me know how they're getting on. Well, let's speak to somebody who knows, because we haven't really spoken about... Um, electric and hybrid cars on The Late Show anyway for almost a year and a half. Uh, this is Anthony Day. Anthony is an environment consultant and he is in York. Good evening, Anthony. Hello, Jojo. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, we spoke about this almost a year and a half ago, uh -huh. um, but things have moved on. It's a very f sort of changing industry, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, things have moved on, I think, on two fronts. Um, when we spoke, hybrid cars were well established in the UK. Now we're moving on to plug-in hybrids, and also they've announced that they're going to build a purely electric car. Nissan are going to build a purely electric car in the UK, which will be available in 2012. So this is brand new. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and, and, and this Nissan car is, um, they've, they've very uh, carefully named it <laughs> the Leaf, uh, being, being uh, because it's a green car. Um, and, and this is like a, it's a five-door hatchback, and, it, and it's got a hundred-mile, it will have a hundred-mile range. Yes, that's right. Because um, the problem with electric cars is the fact that you can only go so far, and then obviously your charge runs out, so you need to plug it in again. Yeah, that is the problem. Um, but, of course, um, Boris Johnson, for example, has said he's going to put 25,000 charging points across London. Right. 25,000? what he says, yes, which I think is a bit ambitious because I was at a uh, presentation in Leeds a few weeks ago by David Clark, who is the chief executive of the Energy Technologies Institute, and he was saying each charging point is going to cost us about £7,500. Right, that's, that's several million pounds. Well, it's, it's getting on for £200 million to put 25000 into London, yes. Mm. Okay, so what electric cars are on, on the streets at the moment? There's the G-Wiz... Yes. Which people might have seen, but there, there aren't many of those. Is that, that's the little tiny thing. Yes, yes. Well, um, I, I was looking on, um, on the internet. There are a, uh, a number. So there's more than you think, actually. There's about, um, about a dozen. But right. they're generally specialist vehicles, small vehicles, delivery vehicles, um, with a limited range. There's nothing much on the market from the major manufacturers at the moment. Right. Um, on the other hand... Uh, if you look at people like Mitsubishi, like Renault, like Citroën, they're all making a lot of noise about new electric cars, which will be available in 2011 or 2012. Right. So just around the corner, you think? Yes, yes. 
last time we spoke, the Tesla, T-E-S-L-A, that was yeah. like, a, I think it's made by Lotus, and it's a sports car, and you, and you do like 0 to 60 in about three seconds. It's, it's, it's pretty swish, but unbelievably expensive. Well, I think it was um, a design concept just to show that an electric car can be really powerful. Uh, unfortunately, you've still got the range problem. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that, that instead of plug-in points, we can't have batteries, just like you go and drive into a petrol station and they've got a pump and you, you fill up with fuel, with petrol, why can't you drive into, say, a, a, a station, and it would be, a, instead of a gas station, I guess it would be an electric station, um, and, and you can, can, you, can you, why can you not swap your own battery for another battery which is charged? Is that, oh, yeah. is that technically I, possible? I think that's a brilliant idea. Of course, to do that, you would have to make sure that every electric car used virtually the same battery. But why not? Why not standardise? Uh, the other thing is you've got to have an enormous stock of batteries to, to make it so that people could drive from, you know, London to Scotland and know that they'd be able to get a battery wherever they went. Mm. You've got to have an amazing investment in batteries. Uh, I, think that th I think that's about the only way that uh, an electric car is going to be truly viable. Yeah, if you, can, if you can just buy a battery anywhere and, I mean... I, I, do you know, there was a programme on telly the other day which Richard Hammond was presenting, I think it was a three-part series, about miniaturisation. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the answer. You, you, maybe you could have a miniature battery, you know, like a really small battery, because at the moment a battery's quite... It's a bulky thing, isn't it? Well, it's not nearly as bulky as it was. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there was... A, you were talking earlier on about milk floats. Yeah. Now, a milk float had a lead-acid battery. The average milk float weighed four tonnes. Um, but batteries have been developed so much. I mean, you can see that with the mobile phone. They got smaller and smaller and smaller, and mainly because the batteries got smaller and smaller. And that technology has moved into electric cars, so we have actually shrunk batteries quite dramatically. Mm. And, you know, if you want to talk about shrinking them even more, we're, we're sort of pushing up against the laws of physics. Yeah. We'll see what happens. A plug-in hybrid, you mentioned. Now, the hybrid, the Toyota Prius, very popular. There's one from Honda, which I can't remember what it's called now. Um, and that is, uh, the, the, they, are, they are around on the streets, um, yeah. and, and, but there are some new ones coming out, and there's this plug-in hybrid. How does that work? The plug-in hybrid, yes. Well, that's um, available from Toyota in some markets, and should be coming to the UK later this year. Uh, and again, there's the, the Chevy Volt, which will be marketed by uh, General Motors in some sort of Vauxhall body. The plug-in hybrid is a hybrid car, but one that you plug in when you get home or plug in when you get to a plug-in point. And that means that it'll run on electricity alone for about 40 miles. It varies. Right. Uh, it varies on and on for about 40 miles, which for many people is enough for the commute. Because if you can drive to work and then plug it in and then drive it back again, you can just run on electricity all the time. Yeah, job done. Yeah. The thing is, though, the advantage over the pure electric car is that if you get caught short somewhere or you have to make a special trip, and you've got to do more than your 40 miles, you've still got a petrol engine which will cut in when the batteries run out and you drive on as normal. You know? Oh, right. So, so let's say you've got a, a less than 40-mile round-trip commute for, to work, then the electric will, will obviously take, will take care of that. But if yeah. you want to go to, say, the Lake District for the weekend or something, yeah. you're, you've, you've already got a, a petrol engine in there where you just fill it up and go, just like normal. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and you would uh, have the... Three or four or five hundred mile radius as, as, as you do with any other car. Brilliant. And uh, are, are sales increasing? What, what's going on with these um, new breed of cars, hybrids and electrics? 
I, I think sales are increasing. I, uh, since we spoke earlier this evening, I've looked at the DVLA website, I've looked at the Department for Transport, and I, I really can't find any specific figures, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, you, um, but we, but anecdotally, you don't see that many hybrids on the road, do you? I mean, you see, do you do see them, but there aren't, there aren't everywhere, are they? Well, I don't know. I drive a hybrid, so I keep my eye open, and I do <laughs> think I see quite a lot. You know, I, uh, I've given up waving to other hybrid drivers who so don't wave back. But um, certainly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of Priuses. I haven't seen many Honda Insights, but um, yeah. no, they, they, they are a minority vehicle. But I believe that. I mean, Toyota sold millions. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we'll see more and more. And the thing is, the mainstream car manufacturers are bringing out these hybrid models. All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll look out for the plug-in hybrid, because that sounds um, the new thing. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure. Anthony Day, environment consultant from York. Uh, there you go. That's the latest on the electric cars. Your mama says that through the week you can't go out with me. But when the weekend comes around, she knows where we will be.